0: Good morning and welcome to the Bible Truth Project Podcast. I'm Matt Weaver, your host, taking you on an exciting adventure of biblical truth and discovery. So I've been listening to a lot of different uh, podcasts the last while of different people, some some people with radio shows, some other people, and also some, some YouTube videos uh, that I've been looking at what are some things that people are uncovering or discovering You know, and truth-based type things. And it's been interesting to hear different people's discussions. Actually, one of the one of the shows I listen to some is uh, "The Line of Fire" by Dr. Michael Brown. Interesting character, who a Jewish man who was who was converted uh, or accepted uh, Jesus as his Messiah, and uh, he's been in, uh, I guess you could say, apologetics to a degree uh, for thirty plus years. Um, very very smart man. He's a PhD. Uh, speaks, I believe, a dozen Semitic languages. So he he's smart. Okay, he knows what he's talking about. And I actually I actually sent him an email. Sent the organization an email. I figured that he probably wouldn't respond to me directly. But I just explained the situation uh, as far as what I what what happened to me when I was in Israel. The time. When this lady on the top of Mount Arbel had spoke to me that I'm an Ephraimite. And I just said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not the type of person who's going to just jump into something head over heels. It's not not like it's a salvation issue or whatever. It's just an interesting thing that happened to me, you know. And then they responded. And it was interesting. The response was from a, uh, a Jewish person uh, responsible for his Jewish outreach. And he said, very vaguely, extremely vaguely, uh, you were not an Ephraimite. Ephraim was part of the 10 lost tribes. They don't exist. Blah, 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 blah. Here's two interesting articles. Well, the articles really said nothing and he didn't answer. Obviously I didn't, I didn't put in a whole lot of detail in there. I mean, he was glad to hear the, the story, the testimony, how the Lord, you know, how he's moving in my life, etc. But it's it just said, you know, basically denied and, and dismissed the whole thing is a fluke and whatever. You know, it's just not happening. I think it's interesting that um, that we as I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know the full truth of what happened to the ten tribes or Ephraim or the lost tribes, I guess you could call it. I mean, I did a couple episodes where I talked about it basically just because I was understanding this truth I was I was getting into. To seeing what the Bible says. And I was basically presenting it to you. This is what the Bible says. Is this is, you know, is this, is this what it is? Is not it's something to contemplate. I don't know. It's not like it's a salvation issue, but is God doing something with uh, this picture? And that is basically what I had presented to them. But, you know, and, and I'll be honest, I see this hesitation from Messianic Jews to acknowledge that there's anything to it. They kind of are like, no, no, that's just, that's just, some weird thing. I've seen prominent leaders uh, in the Messianic movement denounce anything to do with that kind of a thing. That's just, that's not true. And and it surprises me a little bit because, uh, and, I, and I get it. I get it. I mean, it is, it is not necessarily the most important thing in the world right now. But it's like, it's in the Bible. The prophets who wrote that the Jewish people returned to the land are the same ones who wrote... Um, who wrote about Israel and what God is going to do to the house of Israel. I'm not referring to the whole house, just to the Northern tribes and Ephraim. And interestingly enough, I kind of think it's interesting that the ones that kind of deal the most with Ephraim are what we call the minor prophets. And I, I, I wonder why we say minor and major because we are, we We're like minoring. Oh, these these are the okay. These these are not important. Well, that's the attitude that everybody has towards the issue, which is perhaps that's fine. Maybe that's the way God intended it to be. Whatever. But it's interesting to me that they are not excited about the prospect of reuniting with their lost brothers at all. To them, no, that's not going to happen. We are we are it. We are the Jews. That's it. And truthfully, yeah. They are the Jews, okay? Nobody is saying that Israel, the ten tribes, are going to come back claiming to be Jews. Um, however, there are groups and pockets of people who have been accepted back in as Jewish because they have somewhat Jewish practices or Jewish blood. And that is like Bet Israel, which comes out of Ethiopia. There, so there's Ethiopian Jews. There's Jews in India. There's Jews in Iran. There's Jews in different parts of the world. However, they are clearly identifying as Jews, not as Uh, Israelites. Now the, the the Israelitish question has been somewhat controversial and that's pretty much how everything is. Okay. Let's just be honest. Everything's controversial. I don't think there's anything that's not controversial in today's day. Let's just face it. But anyway, uh, I I was listening to a book, really good book, uh, called understanding your Jewish faith by Daniel Juster. um, his, the title is Jewish Roots, Understanding Your Jewish Faith. And it's a very good, solid book. I believe he was one of the uh, kind of founders of the Messianic movement. And he 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 d- kind of lays it out where the beliefs are, what they do. And I, I appreciate what he has to say. I appreciate his heart for revival. I appreciate his heart um for the new covenant i he identifies i believe correctly you know that a gentile is not required to keep the law per se and, and a jew not even necessarily either however it is his a jewish identity and, he, and if you are serious about your identity then you need to maybe be serious about keeping torah etc um and so i can appreciate what he has to say it has some insights good insights but in general he just kind of lays out the the movement and the motive what's good what's bad uh history etc there's one thing now the other thing I've been had uh, looked at here tongue tied this morning sorry if you go to my website you're gonna see I've added some videos changed some things around and listen I will try to do better I have just been so busy with my twins at home to really to really do justice to what I want to do with this website but we're getting there at least it's better than nothing it's better than it was I should say so I put a video on I got an email uh, I followed Bob Cornuke for some years. I, I don't know uh, that I believe all his theories completely but you know he has some interesting stuff but I, and I followed I followed him and anyway so I get an email from Bob Cornuke, and Bob sends this video out, and I knew he was working on uh, the idea of the temple. Now this is based on a gentleman named Dr. Martin. I can't think of his last name. was kind of the one who initiated this whole hey the temple where we today where we recognize as being where the temple was is not correct it's actually south in Mount Zion well Bob Bob Cornuke presents an alternative location to the temple being in the city of David not up on um, Temple Mount it's interesting I really think you all should look at it and uh, look at it and see what you think I have on my homepage uh right beside the split rock research and in between the copper school project. And you know, it's an interesting thing. I don't know that it's necessarily true. It might be, it might not be. We don't know. I've always when I first heard it, I've obviously wanted to say no. But you have to look at a subject and you have to look at you know look at it objectively and be like, is there something to this? Maybe. There is definitely some interesting content here. Um if we look at what the prophecies were, that it was going to be like a plowed field and things like that. Well, that it was if it's in Mount Zion. We don't know exactly, but more archaeology is coming out every day. And um, yeah, it's interesting to see what is developed. What they did find is in the Gihon Spring region, just up from the Gihon Spring, they found a ritual uh, temple A small ritual temple. I don't know if it was Solomon's temple. He claims that it might be Solomon's temple. I guess it could be. But I think it's probably not Solomon's temple. It dates back to the time of the Melchizedek. Which is Melchizedek. And it could very well be Melchizedek's own little temple that he had there. Uh, It could be. It dates back to that time frame. So maybe, maybe, just maybe, they built the temple Right on the spot where Melchizedek had his first temple. It, we don't know? Interesting thought. Please look at it. Let me know what you think. Uh, I think it's, it's well done. Bob Cornuke's videos are well done. Um, what I have learned, though, is that he, is, he, he can kind of twist things sometimes. Kind of stretch it and, you know, present something that's maybe not quite the way it is. I don't know. I do know in one instance. I'm not going to mention it, but it's fine. I, I, I do believe he's trying to do what's right. I think he wants to get the truth out, uh, but he's also probably trying to make a name for himself a little bit. Whatever. Um, but look at it, it's interesting. The other video I had put up was Copper Skull Project. This is something I had been following for years. And uh, his name is Jim Barfield, and he, he, uh, he was a retired criminal investigator. And uh, in Oklahoma, and he spent a lot of times, but he spent a lot of his hobby, kind of, I guess you would say, was studying the Copper Scroll, which is a scroll that was found in Qumran. And the, the scroll indicates like mammoth amounts of treasure. And so Jim spent many, many years studying the scroll, and he believes, very interestingly, that most of this stuff is buried in Qumran. Because he lays out... Where it's, what, what the scroll says where, everything's, where everything would be indicated that it would be at now he was allowed to excavate a little bit but he could never go to the depths of where things were and indicated so they just shut him down and basically hasn't been allowed back since um, and I think I think it's unfortunate I really think he should be allowed to continue at least one location go exactly down to what it says and see if there's anything there But anyway, that's, that's the other project there coming back around, um, you know, this whole question, lost tribes, I guess it's kind of what I'm hung up on right now because it's what I'm studying into and looking at, um, I'm just trying to find the truth. Okay. I'm trying to find the truth, what it means to us. What is God saying through it? Different people have been pioneers in different fields. You know and so I, and I, I understand that what is common today, pretty much all of it has been fought for to to bring out the truth that we receive and understand today. So you know, you're going to have pushback. You're going to have people who are like, "That's just a bunch of hoopla, who cares?" But I guess when I read the Bible, I find this theme, this story, that goes back to Abraham. You know, Abraham is a father of all those that believe Abraham's faith. And, and listen, we look at it and read it as a story. We're like, okay, this great fiction. But there, there was a man called Abraham and he lived in of the Chaldees, and, and it was real. And God called him and, and he walked in faith just as we walk in faith today. There's no different. We don't do anything different than he did per se. We believe God and we walk and we follow and we do what he, we believe he shows us. And it's not always easy. We're not always right. We're always, you know, sometimes we question whether whether we're on the right track or not. Well, so did so did he. But he had a promise that God gave him and he believed it. And so that was kind of him for righteousness. But what, why do I say this? Because that is the continuation. And I guess what I say is God spoke through the prophets. What do you call a minor or major? Okay, he spoke through the prophets. And he spoke that the heart of of Israel, of Ephraim, okay, the 10 northern tribes, is going to be returned. Now, it didn't say that they're going to come back to the land. He just said they will return. But there's going to be a worldwide recognition of those tribes. Why do I say that? Because, because it, is, it is evidently important enough. That the apostles, when they address letters in James and uh, different, there was like two or three locations in the New Testament where they mention to the twelve tribes of Israel. So, if it's important enough for them in Jesus' time, if it's important enough for the prophets to write about uh, a return, the stick of of Judah, the stick of Ephraim coming together, being two sticks, if that's important enough. To have been written in the Bible and God considered it important enough to be there, then we also need to look at it and and see what God is saying. What is God saying? You know, I can give you my opinion, but my opinion doesn't count. Okay? It's not about my opinion. It's about God's opinion. And God's opinion is there's going to be something happen here. Now, is it in the way people view it today? I mean, there's this whole British Israel type of thing. Is it that? Well, it could be my instinct is perhaps not but that's just an instinct it could be that that's maybe what it is maybe that's why the united states and great britain are so pro-israel and have been the greatest allies of that nation and defenders of the jewish people you know maybe that is part of it could be might be maybe not we don't know we don't know the full details if you listen to jonathan Kahn, he believes the united states was established as somewhat of an israel and we had 13 colonies And with the two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, there was actually 13 tribes in Israel, but they were half tribes. So, you know, he believes that there's parallels in the United States somehow that we we parallel Israel. Uh, Well, if that's true, then there is a deeper meaning. Uh, It's not our Jewish roots, per se. Maybe it's our Israeli roots, if you want to call it that. Uh, It's our Abrahamic roots, ultimately and everyone that believes is is connected to abraham maybe not genealogically the can not say that word genetically let's put it that way maybe not genetically directly connected but we are connected in some way now some some of the things that we've had these aborigines so we had these weird doctrines come up that are just downright weird i mean you have mormonism per se They're kind of huge into this. They believe they are the Lost Tribes of Israel and that they are the ones who, you know, they are now the true church. They're the real spiritual Jews, if you will. Well, the problem with that, there's a lot of problems with Mormonism, is that they believe, obviously, Satan and Jesus are brothers and that they were going to be Elohims. I mean, there's a whole bunch of absolute heresies and, and, and misinformation in that movement. And you don't even know if you're going to make it. So I just, you know, my thing is, I'm not going down that road. Okay. I'm not promoting that. I'm not trying to be that. There's a lot of people that want to say, no, that's not, I'm, I am looking at what the Bible says, just as I would look at when Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. I am looking at, you know, what is God saying? What does the Bible say? And, and how can we understand what he's going to do? His will in everything, that's what we are called to do that's what we are trying to do uh in in everything i mean we're we're trying to do what he has called us to do and we do it in faith and we hope we've done it well we've run our race run the course that god has set for us and at the end we hope he says well done you've done what i've asked you to do you've been faithful And so each of us is called to do something that God has specially uh, set aside for us. And I think we need to find that and go for it. So anyway, my encouragement to you is to to stand and to embrace what God has for you. It doesn't matter if it's controversial. It doesn't matter if you like it. It doesn't matter if everyone around you likes it. You are subject, uh, or I should say you are accountable for your life, And whether or not you listen to the Lord. So anyway, that is all I have time for today. Appreciate you tuning in. Um, Send me an email if you would. I'd like to hear where the people are listening, uh, who are listening, where they're from. And if there's anything I can do better or improve. um, Obviously, I'm new to podcasting. I'm not that good at public speaking per se. I get tongue-tied so much. And a lot of times my mind direction kind of goes all over the place. So I apologize for that. But yeah, any questions you have or whatever, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening.